0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Today's readings from last night actually and all the way till today focus on what Christianity is actually supposed to be all about, which is love. All of the readings are about our love for one another and about community. But before I return to that, we need to understand that when our God made us, we are made by the Trinity, right? And the Trinity coexists in itself. We don't talk enough sometimes about the Holy Trinity and how the Trinity interacts within itself. But they express themselves in perfect love. And we say in our theology that perfect love always is two things. Focused outwardly, it's never on the self. And second, it produces things, it begets things, right? There's always a product to love. That's why even physically, the most extreme expression of the act of love results in new life, right? And that this focus of the parents becomes on this new life. It doesn't become on the self, it becomes on the person who is brought into the world. So the Trinity lived in a sense in in community, and the Trinity made us to live in community. And this is very important as well, because if God wanted man to be sufficient just to talk to God alone... He wouldn't have created woman, right? He could have simply made Adam and said, I'm good enough for you. I'm gonna train you to be able to deal with just me alone and that's gonna be enough. But instead, God created man and woman in his image and likeness, and he told them to be fruitful and multiply. So he even said, increase your community. Don't just be static, I want you to grow. And we have a need for community because humans are social beings. And I'm saying this because we are in a world that sells us individualism, right? We are told that everything should be focused about the self. And this is going to all tie into these Gospels for a reason. But everything is about the self. But Christianity is supposed to actually be about the opposite. It's about others. It's not about myself. And so sometimes we don't like to think that we need others, but we do. And that's why in the Pauline Epistle, St. Paul actually goes through and they have, on purpose, the reading would have been boring to most people, and that he's just listing people's names, right? But he's listing people's names that affected him, people whose company he appreciated, people who brought him joy, people who brought him comfort in the times of his distress and in his imprisonments and in his sufferings for the sake of the gospel. We don't like to think we need each other, but we do because we are meant to live in community. But if I live in community, we need to understand something very important, is that my decisions or the way that I use my free will affects other people. God gave us this this one gift that is the most important gift for all of humanity, which is our free will. What I do with my free will is what I use to express whether or not I love. Because what I choose to do with my will means that I'm limiting myself, right? I've decided I could do whatever I want, but I've chosen to exercise my will in a particular way. I'm limiting myself for someone or something else. And that something else is clearly what I value. Because if I'm choosing to deny myself for this thing, it means that I think this thing is important. And the more that I care about my will over other people's will, about my choices over other people, the more contention and disruption and anger and vice that there's going to be in a community. And that's why our Lord has told us that there's no greater love than a man gives his life for others. What he's saying is, The the self-denial to the point of death is the highest form of love. That I've I've denied myself to the point of denying even my own life. And so what love is, is self-denial. Because people confuse love for something else. People think that love is some cute feeling that we have. Some people think love is just, is actually what they're mistaking love for is lust. Love isn't romanticism. Love isn't spoiling. Love isn't flattering. Someone who loves might have some characteristics of these things, but love isn't those things. Love is very simply an active, ongoing self-denial. So why should I deny myself? Well, we love him because he first loved us, right? He denied himself in creating us, and we were created in his image and likeness. So we actually love simply because he is love right because his very image and likeness is in us and if he is loved that is why we have the capacity to love a natural instinct would actually be to serve myself not to serve someone else but what we need to do is learn how to deny ourselves and this is what the readings today have been um, about the world tells us to have the backs of those who care for us right this isn't new Right, The world has always had a different concept of love than God called us to do. That's why even in, in Ashaia's Gospel, Christ says, he goes, you have heard how it was said. Right, He's saying, yeah, I know that there is a social concept um, of love and justice that is different from what I'm about to tell you. I'm aware of that. You have heard how it is said, an eye for an eye and a truth for a tooth. You have heard how it is, it is said just to do good to your buddies, right, to do those who have your back. Um, But that is not what I'm telling you, is what our Lord is saying. He's saying you need to deny yourself for everyone, not just the people that you care about. That's why even in the Gospel we just read, he starts right from the beginning saying, love your enemies. That was the first person he said to love, was our enemies. And the Catholic epistle in the Gospel challenge us and ask us, what does it mean when you only care for people who do you a service? What does that say about you? Why is that a lack of love? Because it's still self-serving, right? Because it's still serving somebody who's going to do you good, who's going to bring you joy, who's going to fulfill your needs. So loving only people who love you is really nothing impressive because you're doing it because of your benefit. You're not doing it out of the goodness of your heart. You're not doing it because you're denying yourself. You're doing it because someone's giving you the thing that you want. It's about me. It's not about others. And love isn't about me. Every problem in existence can be solved by love. Love is the summit of all the virtues because love is the perfection of self-denial. Every virtue is about self-denial in some way, whether it's denying my lust for food or my lust for sexual appetite, whether it's my lust for fame or reputation. Love is the opposite of it. That is why love is the summit of all virtues and because love is God, period right? It's not just a Sunday school answer when we say that God is love. It's a real thing that we're saying. And our Lord calls us to deny ourselves. And in what kind of ways? He says, deny your rights and forsake the concept of property. From him who takes your goods, don't ask for them back, he said. It's, it's your right to ask for your thing back. But what he's saying is, deny your right and don't ask for it back. To him whom you lent, Don't ask for the thing to be given back to you. It is your right to ask for it back. You lent it out. But he was saying, don't, don't ask for it back. The fact that you were able to live without it means that you don't need it, right? If you were able to give it up and you continue to exist means that you're perfectly fine, right? But he wants us to have a concept that things aren't mine, right? That these are not my belongings, that the world was given to all of humanity, not to particular people. It was for all of us. And if I have a concept of something being my own, it means that I'm looking again for myself. I'm not looking for the others. Don't fear abuse, he tells us. If someone slaps you, offer him your other cheek, is what he's saying. Is this because we are weak? No, it is not. Actually, it's the opposite. It's power. It's power because I have a choice. This is what gives a person power right? The power is not in whether or not I exact revenge on somebody. The power is in that I have the ability to exact revenge, but I've used my free will to deny my right to exercise revenge. So I had the ability, I had the authority to do this. This is why we look at Christ again as a prototype. We say in the hymn of Great Friday, holy God, holy mighty, holy mortal, who in weakness has shown what is greater than might. Why? Because he had the ability as God to overcome all those who rose up against him. But in his supposed weakness, he was actually exercising the greatest might. And why? It was in love. It was for the salvation of those for who were themselves killing him. Right? This is why we should not fear abuse if we are loving people. I'm choosing not to demand something. And instead, I will offer to the person the thing that they want. I'm putting this person before me. You want my right? Take it. I can keep it, but you can have it. I'm denying myself. This is the call of Christianity. That's the difference between a, being a pushover and being sacrificial. He's also calling us to deny in a rational way, which is our opinions. He's saying not to judge. He's saying to give without assessing, to give without questioning. He's saying to be merciful in spite of whether you think the person in front of you deserves the mercy or not. He didn't say evaluate first those who ought to obtain mercy or those who ought to be judged. And we need to learn how to deny our opinions of people, our judgments of how good or bad people are. We ought to give simply because it is good to give and because we can give. We ought not to judge no matter how we evaluate a person mentally, because there is no place for judgment in Christianity. We ought to deny our popularity, right? In in Ashea's Gospel, our Lord talked about going to win your brother so that you might save a soul. It says, if you see a brother walking in error, go to him and bring him back so that you might save a soul. This will often mean being very unpopular. Do you think that you're going to be cool or loved or praised for speaking the truth? Not likely, right? When people want something, they often don't want to hear someone else's thoughts about that thing because they don't want to be contradicted. They don't want to hear the truth because they're worried that it's going to deprive them of something that they want. And if you're that guy who says, don't do that, or that's not a good idea, or you're not really thinking properly or straight right now, You're not going to be loved right away, and possibly you might never be loved for it. Either one is possible. But that's not what we care about. If I love this person, it means I want what is right for them. I want what is best for them. Even if that individual cannot see it for him or herself. Love would dictate that I be willing to sacrifice my reputation with that person or others for their own sake. I'm ready to deny my popularity and my image for the sake of another person. Love means self-accusation. How many times do we hear spouses complain about each other, or parents and children complaining about each other? Quick to talk about how bad and how wrong the other person was, right? Or our employers or our students or what have you. We are very quick to say how the other has wronged us how the other person has clearly been in the wrong, how the other person is clearly a horrible person, and how that other person is judgmental, and how that other person is selfish, and how that other person thinks about him or herself. Whereas self-denial is instead to accuse myself and to say, where have I fallen short and where I could give? Where have I fallen short and where I could deny myself? How could I give this person more to bring them joy? Love means making excuse for the other person, right? Denying myself, denying my rights, and saying, maybe this person is tired. Maybe this person has had a long day. Maybe this person is going through a lot. Maybe this person is ill. Maybe this person has had a very rough life and has never known what it's like to have a friendship, and that's why they're so needy. Maybe this person has no friends, and so that's why they want to take up all of my time putting myself in the place of the other and denying myself for this person means that I am living the gospel. But saying, I don't have time for that. This is so boring. I don't like them. And finding all these reasons, this is the opposite of love. Finally, love is also discipleship because it's a self-denial, right? That's why Christ said, learn from me for I am weak. And he said that if you want to be mine, follow me be disciples be my disciples and if you're going to be my disciples take up your cross and follow me and if i don't walk the way of the cross i don't walk the way of resurrection and if i don't walk the way of resurrection i don't walk the way of pentecost if i don't live the gospel i will not have the holy spirit growing within me period many of us wonder why we've never felt the grace of god or why we haven't felt the voice of god and it's probably because we're not living the gospel. It's probably because we do the exact opposite of what Christ has called us to do. And if I don't live as he did, I'm not going to have the fruits of what he did. And then I'm not going to experience what it is to be in relationship with him. And then what is going to happen? I will focus on me. The opposite of the gospel is me. And there's no room for God in that. And so I'm not going to feel anything. So all of these might sound trivial, but they're the root of everything. Again, how often do we hear everybody complaining about each other? instead of getting angry at everybody and judging their intentions and thinking how wrong they are and how bad they are and how wrong their intentions were, how about I deny myself these thoughts and instead at least just ask questions. Asking Instead of saying, you did this to me and you are horrible and you and you and you and you, whether it's our parents or our friends or or whoever it is, to say, why are you thinking this? Step back and ask a question. Deny yourself. Why are you thinking this? What is it that has led you to think this way? right? Don't jump to your right to anger. Instead, jump to finding a reason to excuse the person in front of you. Why do you feel this way? What did you mean when you said this in a way? Because when you said it, I thought you meant this. Give them the opportunity to tell you what they really meant or really thought. And then sacrifice for them, right? If something is going to bring your spouse joy, what is the problem with doing it? If something is going to bring your parents joy, what is the problem with doing it? If something is going to bring your child joy, what is the problem with doing it? How many of us get angry with everybody? We think that they are selfish. We think that others are naive. We think that they are self-serving. We have made judgments in saying that or in thinking that. We fear being abused. We don't want to be the pushover. The same is true on so many levels of our lives. So the opposite of love, to see the contrast... Is self-gratification and that is what we're being conditioned to in society today. From infancy we've been showered with things, right? When a new baby is born we have to give, right? We feed them, we clothe them, we nurture them, we give them everything that they need. The problem is that we don't ever want to grow up, right? We, we feel entitled that we should always be given and nurtured and we think if that person has it why don't they give it to me? And so we never end up learning how to love others because we want to only be quote-unquote, loved. And so we feel entitlement to things, and we want to get what we want when we want it and instantaneously. We think, oh, he shouldn't have treated me this way. How dare he tell me I can't have that? They're trying to prevent me from having this thing because they want to control me. It's egoism. It's about my rights. How people need to understand me. People need to know why I am right. People need to get out of my way or give me what I want. People who disagree with me must simply not get what it is that I want. They must not understand it. Otherwise, they would clearly have given it to me. I need to enlighten them with my brilliance and with my knowledge so that I get what I want. It's a me-centered world of my thoughts, my needs, and my opinions. This is what is being sold to us, and this is the disease that we're seeing among many of us Christians. And how is this summarized? It's what society teaches us. Do whatever makes you feel good, right? This is the, the normal catch line that our society throws at us. Nobody has any right to treat you like that, right? Fight for your rights. This is what we're constantly fed, right? Whereas the gospel is saying, yeah, you have rights, but deny them. This is the complete opposite of what we're being told. The gospel is saying, do what is best for everybody else. Let people treat you badly and douse them with love. Deny your rights, what is the limit to the self-denial? There's only one limit to self-denial. There's only one limit to, to offering myself to other people, and that is righteousness. It's not even death. It is righteousness. Only if it is for the sake of what is right, objectively speaking, not emotionally speaking. What is right? What is right is the gospel, right? According to the truth of God. This is the limit of my righteousness. So I'm not going to deny myself and say, well, my friend wanted me to lie for them because they wanted to sneak out because it makes them feel good. No, that's not denial. Okay, that is encouraging each other for good. And it's also selfish because you want them to do the same for you so that you can sneak out. Right? The limit to our self-denial is always for the sake of righteousness. Only for righteousness. For the reality of God and for love. And for the resurrection. Things only have meaning when they are true. Is the body everything? No, it isn't. Is single friendship everything? No, it isn't. Deny yourself for what is real. If we become united by truth, we will be living in harmony. But when one single person's will prevails over others, there will immediately be discontent because somebody is being selfish. If everybody is competing for self-denial, for how I can put my neighbor first, everybody will live in joy. We need one another, and we need to realize that. And We must give ourselves to one another, and only then will we have joy. And what is the opposite of this love is to worship myself, right, is, is egoism. We've replaced God with ourselves. That's why the first thing that happens to somebody who no longer believes in God, is their life becomes mostly self-centered? It becomes mostly about how do I enjoy myself, and they find themselves often very angry because they don't know how to find meaning in things because everything has become subjective. There's no longer an objective truth. There's no longer an absolute truth. This is why God declares Himself as truth, is to give meaning to things. That's the difference between humanism and theism. One lives for himself, the other looks for others. One looks inwardly to himself as God, and one looks outwardly to how to gratify and serve all of humanity. So ask yourselves how much you deny yourself, how much of your thoughts are spent on yourself throughout the day, how much you care about your needs, and how often you put the needs of others before you. Instead, commit yourself, instead of looking for how you can be successful and give yourself what you think you want and what you think you deserve, commit yourself to giving to others. Start with your family and move outwards to all of society. The Lord said, What you do to the least of my brethren, even so you have done unto me. The Lord said to those who put themselves first, a very scary sentence. Verily I say unto you, truly I say unto you, I don't know you. And then they responded saying, How could you not know me? We did this and this and this and this. He said, No, you didn't do anything. You did not love because you didn't serve anybody. Instead, let us recover our calling as Christians to love one another even as he has loved us, to put others before Ourselves, so that we might hear instead his voice full of joy, saying, Come to you, beloved of my Father, inherit the kingdom that is given unto you. And glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.